get dressed, please. I just can't use my arms. <laughs> okay. I can't feel my leg. Okay. Mama, you ain't got no leg. Oh, true. Welcome back to Book and Bottle, the podcast show for readers and non-readers alike. Each episode, I, Kalisa, attempt to explain one high-fiction fantasy book, while I, Holly, attempt to guess the plot and derail the conversation while drinking, drinking, of course. course. I'm going to try my best in this episode to go from beginning to end, including all the details I deem necessary and can remember. So if you plan to read this book yourself, major spoilers ahead the longer you listen. And fair warning, this podcast is for mature audiences only. This includes swearing, such sexual feelings. This includes swearing, sexual content, and occasionally triggering topics. So, feel free to sit back and relax with your favorite cocktail or mocktail and jump into a world far cooler than ours for the next hour. And if you're feeling a little wild, we created a drinking game to level up the start of your weekend. If you'd like to play, which by no means you are not obligated, feel free to take a shot or a sip every time I'm unsure of a detail and every time Holly stumbles through reading a quote. If you want to play advanced level, you can finish your drink if she accurately predicts the future. Mm-hmm. But please drink responsibly. And you can head over to our YouTube channel to watch this podcast in video format. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about A Tale of Love and Bones by Allie Maddox. This is special and the first one of its kind. Oh, yes. So we've had the pleasure of meeting Miss Allie. Virtually. Uh, full disclaimer, we I have purchased this book with my own dollars. This is not like a paid sponsor situation. situation. Um, but she seemed really cool and I got excited to read the book and here we are. So um, as a special, special, special end of the year thing, uh, she will be joining us on the next episode to talk about the book and all that jazz. All that jazz. Jazz, jazz, jazz. Um, speaking of jazz, my sweet friend Melissa last Christmas bought us these peppermint shot glasses for our like holiday episodes, but we had already filmed them because we were being efficient and um didn't get to use them. So since we're filming our December content now, we're using them. So cheers. Cheers. Books down bottles up at the beginning. Wow, you shot it, shot it. I got scared. Oh, she sipped it? I it's did. kind of fun that you can look at. Yeah, it is. So thank you, Melissa. Sorry, these waited like 365 days to be used, but it only seemed fair to use them for the December episodes. Oh, bullocks. And I have those snowmen that I was going to make us pour our waters into and drink out of. Oh my gosh, we still have time. Okay. Wait, didn't start, start. Mom said, Mom said there's time. <laughs> Oh, it's a party. It's a party. It's I know. A I party. remember last time we like literally had like holiday stuff on, but. Oh my God. We were the most Christmas last We time. were. Oh my God. Christmas City. That was so long ago. It was. Okay. And now we've got our holiday water jugs. Jugs, jugs, jugs. <laughs> I hope the camera caught some of that spilling back out of my mouth. Mm. Mm. oh that's dirty spilling out of my mouth <laughs> keep that keep that in your mouth all right okay all right okay 
Um, get jiggy with it. Let's get into it. Uh, I do believe this is the first book she has ever written. And I think at this time, yeah, the second one she's written. Oh, it's already out? Or coming out. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it is out. One of those. It's definitely almost out. There's a second one. It's a series. She, she, I know the cover is out. I've definitely oh, okay. seen that. Okay. I don't know if it could be. I watched a couple TikToks and it made me think that it was, it was out, but I, I could be, I could be wrong. Pesky. I usually am. No, 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 never thought. That's wrong. I am usually yeah, right. Yeah, I was actually. like, she's, li- <laughs> she's literally lying to you all in the holiday season. Okay. So to begin. To begin. Holly, what are you wearing? oh well all she told me was like we got like a light and dark balance going on so i went night and i went dark and i think if that's not a great we we do i think we do a good job of switching i think we do i think yeah so because when you're being mean i'm a pretty nice person (laughs) there there was some i don't think we sent it to each other but there's one that's like friend duos like one looks like the bitch but it's actually quite nice and then the other one looks nice but can can definitely turn her bitch on and i was like yeah i feel like that's true for adults i feel like we embody both of that pretty much we we trade off we we trade off yeah because i was saying like there's moments where i think people approach me first because i look nicer and you're like but then there's times where i'm like no get away and you're like but no and i'm like nope so so this starts off bria in a world sorry bria bria i like that and she's plagued by nightmares involving her dad and her sister i thought you were gonna say playing don't know why something happened and now she's a rebel and there's a prophecy but we don't know what that is yet and so she's learning how to mystery Learning how to fight. Her and this boy named Evander. Oh, that's a hot name. Have some tension. Oh, that's hot. Already? Oh my god, so soon. <laughs> so yeah. they all grew up together as kids, but then there was this giant attack. And now his job is to protect Bria because she might save the world. That was way too loud, sorry. We find out that Evander's dad actually sold out her family as magic wielders. Evander's in a dad? world where people who use magic, who have magic, they're hunted by the king. Because not everyone has the magic. The king sounds jolly. The king, yeah. Not everybody has magic. So when people are threatened... Destroy. Kill them all. So her dad died and her mom and her sister are in hiding somewhere else. Okay. She has a teacher, Kato. It's kind of like a mentor. It's more a one-on-one situation who can teach her about her magic. That name sounds familiar, but I don't know from where. And uh, he explains that she is a descendant of Lilith. Anytime Lilith evolved, I love it. Darkness and death. Love it. So. So. Guys, these are fun. Excuse me, may I have some like more? Can I have some more? Can I have some more? Yes. Um, best part is you can't see it because it's clear. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how the fuck. Yeah, I can swear. I was like trying to censor myself for a second. That was silly. 
this is our podcast um there's a little plastic holder so that yeah. you can hold it nicely because indeed like a candy cane it, it, it is sticky. sticky so it's nice that there's a little yeah. option i kind of wish this was like a like a like a whiskey a bigger cup size? yeah so that you could like fill and simmer and simmer was the wrong word <laughs> marinate yes yeah all the juices so she can hold my cup without fingering my candy Unlike Judy, who fingered Alex's tea. I think she put two fingers in. She was like, <gasps> like I think I think it separated a little bit. We did rum chata with a dash of vanilla vodka, and I do think it's... So a little drop came out of my mouth, and Ooh. it went right in the hole in my shirt, and I felt it. And then I swallowed wrong, and it's not feel good. There's a lot happening over there. But yeah, I know. And then you were joking the whole time and I was dying. <laughs> Someone's got to keep it light, you know? Ow. Don't gasp like that again. It sounded like you were dying. I did. I was dying for oh. like three seconds. Okay, but you're fine. <laughs> Unrelated, <laughs> but you're fine. Some redness, aka the candy cane, has made its way into the thing and it's really cute. Oh, oh yours is real too. red. Yeah. That's what happened while you were dying, I think. Yeah. It was marinating. We're back. She's alive. So she's a descendant of Lilith of darkness Great. and death. Love it. Me. So yeah. after her training, Me adjacent. she manages to get talked into drinking with her friend Ash oh. and then oh. Evander and his friend Quinn. Gangbang. <laughs> I know that's not it, I but I had to do it. Um, unfortunately, the boys bring news of there was a nearby village that got raided. Um, Quinn and Evander, being men, obviously go out and like just check out how everything's going Hello. in nearby towns and stuff like that. Ash works in the kitchens, I believe, and then oh, Rhea obviously oh trains gosh, her magic. Ash, that makes me think of all sweet. Every I feel like everything has like a dash of Hunger Games to it. That makes me think of um the bread baker boy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Peter. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Did we name him Peter because he works with bread? Is this just clicking now? I think so. <laughs> okay, that's all. What's the other kind? Could you imagine his name was Picacha? <laughs> Less subtle. Okay, okay, okay. We're back in it. Um, so a nearby village was raided and it flashes back to when she first arrived. Um, they kind of mentioned that she was in a very horrible depression and like drank a lot. I know, but now we're at a place where she can safely go to the bar and no one stops her from consuming alcohol. Gotcha. Um, because, because it is the way it is, Evander's kind of, you know, just like playing with her hair twirling it because you know how the men do the the hand around the oh yeah like, and then he's doing like a little a little because they're so big and they need to spread out on their space always so spreaders he walks her back to her room he kisses her hand and they go to their separate rooms oh oh nuts uh so this is split point of view by the way between bria and ev i was i was happy my book wasn't because i kind of was like oh god would i be any good at that we'll never know or we may find out (laughs) um 
So we find out that Ev actually, there was some sort of punishment in the years after Bria's father's death. Got it. Um, But we don't know what it is yet. There's a lot of like foreshadowing and you don't really have any of the answers yet. Um, However, when he's playing with her hair, oh, he is fantasizing about just pulling it. Not to adopt it. How old are these people? Like 17, 18, 29? Early 20s, okay, I think. Okay, okay. Late you like it. I'm always I'm just always impressed when they're not 17. So yeah, love it. Yeah. Um so Evander is late the next morning for his duty. He overslept a little bit accidentally. So he was busy. Meanwhile, Bria goes to her training and she manages to raise a skeletal figure. She she calls to the bones and uses her power to oh, that's cool. to raise Creepy, but cool. A skeleton, but she freaks out and it drops. And yeah. she is exhausted, but she refuses to pull energy from living things to grab more power. Oh, like she has the capability hey. to do that. And she does That's so not pure. want to do it. Feels very vegan. <laughs> I like breathe so hard into it. You know, when like you're a kidney blow bubbles. Yeah. I heard that like no, and I was like, oh god, oh, it's gonna go it's right gonna up my go. nose, and then I'm gonna be the one dying. And then it burns. It burns because it's cinnamon. But it didn't happen, thank God. So uh Evander and Quinn get to the next village that's actively being raided. They hop into a in the fight. Evander gets a cut to his arm. No! But they do his find... dominant arm or his non-dominant arm. Just kidding. I don't know. This is irrelevant. Never mind. <laughs> uh, they do find a boy who is 19 who is gifted with light magic. Okay. And Evander tells them all, we're like a rebel camp. We're hiding out because the crown is the one coming in and raiding right. all these villages looking for magic users. Obviously, this kid has magic. They're like, we'll, we'll help we'll you out. We'll protect you, buddy. Come, come. So Tell, tell me what to do. <laughs> Bria fills in Ash what she's doing, and they're they're really good friends. So if you'd like to see a bit of their friendship, please turn to page forty-two. My I markers thought... are a bit janky this time, but I think it you it'll be clear what I oh, need to read. I see. Yeah, Cade was insatiable. <laughs> she responds, her grin widening again. He genuinely might have the deftest tongue of any man I've ever met. Wait, what is happening? Ash, Ash is talking about her. Ash, Ash is very sex positive. Okay, love that. What am I now? I've lost my mind. Okay, she closes her eyes, clearly revealing. Oh, clearly revealing. <laughs> I don't read quotes for one book. Okay. She closes her eyes, clearly reveling in the memory of the night before. I can't help it when my mouth drops open at the comment. Not from the brash nation. nature i love nature (laughs) nature of what she said but considering the fact that she has been with a fair share of men this was truly a compliment so do you plan to see him again maybe tonight even ash sits up with the question bringing herself back to the present and like looking at me ah that's like three perhaps she replies brushing a finger across her lips though maybe you should give him a try the response comes with puckered lips and a raised brow. I choke out a laugh. You're joking. Why not? You haven't let yourself enjoy anyone the entire time you've been here. 
It's been almost five years, Bria. Gods, you're going to dry up down there if you go any longer. She teases, waving at my lower half. <laughs> Good thing you can reanimate the dead because you may need to. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, she goes back in her memories and it mentions that she has only been with one boy before the attack that took her dad. Oh. And it was not a vander. Evander and Quinn finally get back to camp, and the commander is not happy about his judgment call, but opens the doors to the refugees anyways. Evander and Quinn go to the kitchen, and Bria and Ash are talking there. Bria hurries to get, like, seeing that he got his arm cut. <gasps> Let me help Save you. Him. And she um, hurries to get his arm clean, touching him more, obviously. Quinn breaks it up. He's like, back it up. He he knows. He sees everything and he's Does like, he a this jelly? Is not gonna happen. Not only jealous of, but or like... Or just like, keep it. We're at work, guys. We're at work. Okay. So, and there's more to that. It, it'll, it'll come. So, Bria leaves to get bandages and um, while, while she's away and like walking back to where she can overhear them, Ev reminds them that they don't know if the prophecy is about her. It's about two sisters, light and dark, um, which points to potentially being her. But uh, her raising the dead makes her the most powerful human magician uh, since Lilith herself. Exciting. So he leaves. She drops off the bandages outside his door and goes to sleep. When Evander wakes up, he looks at his arm under the bandages. It is magically healed. What? But she doesn't have... It's not a gift of Lilith. She has the magic of, like, death and destruction. It's a gift of Kiara, which is another goddess. So there's a backstory around... There was a god of life and death called old noir old noir and he cleaved himself into two different daughters Uh, one being of healing and life the other death and destruction and um that's where this prophecy started that magic will be righted when the daughters reincarnate i'm pretty sure there was more of a backstory (laughs) again me picking out the bare minimum details it was like he was it's like being efficient. threatened because there was the magic and the non-magic people and the non-magic people are not happy about the magic people and he's like fine rips himself into two right and he's you like can't be scared when it's reunited everything will be good again so so we don't do we know if her sister has like light magic we don't know yet because it comes at a certain age oh, okay. and her sister is it's under that age yet. still okay but she's getting there great so Bria continues to train as she avoids Evander. He's been busy teaching the new people around the camp, so it's not really an issue. She finally runs into him, and she's really worried about her sister, Namai. Fellow soldiers Why? Because she's been having... No, I was just trying to run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been having all the nightmares and everything, oh. and she just hasn't seen or heard from her mom and sister, and her dad's dead, so, like, scary. 
fellow soldiers were killed and put on display so they're still like clearly under attack i don't know where where this happened i I don't know if they went out and then came back and reported that that happened um so while he's like cleaning up done with the day evander really wants to go and see her so against better judgment he goes and knocks on her door so she enters the door and he shows her his arm Ooh. and sexy it's like ooh, look at that arm they start to make out clearly there's a bit of a gap in my notes uh they start to make out but she's hit with this like intense vision of her sister in pain and like to him it just looks like she's having like a seizure all of a sudden and so she's like please can you just stay the night so he tucks her cuddling so um waking up neither of them obviously want to cause suspicion for the commanders technically he is not allowed to distract her from her job so you know he gives her a little kiss and then he he goes and sneaks out uh that day during training Cato, her teacher introduces her to silas who is the 19 year old boy that oh, they, they got found. in the other village saying that she'll use him as energy and hopefully she won't kill him because she could if she wanted suck out all of his energy (laughs) he dies and she gets to use that oops evander is obviously very upset and jealous when quinn tells him about bria's connection to silas for her to like feed off of him it's a very like it can seem like a very intimate connection Mm -hmm. um because they start to get to know each other's like emotions and feelings like he's attuned to her now because he feeds her (laughs) and um they're gonna be heading to the woods soon anyways for bria and now they have to protect silas as well as bria because they're working together so Bria tells Ash about using Silas for energy, how easy it would be for her to just drain him dry and like how good it genuinely felt to have some assistance by herself. She could only do the one and she kind of panicked and let it go. Now with him, she summoned 10 graves this time, raising 10 a lot of army of graves. the dead before she got exhausted. Um, and just good old girl chat. They're talking and they end up falling asleep. So why does she feel okay using a human's power? Because they've at least consented to it? Yeah. I think that's the case. And because he's magic, too, I don't know if that, like, means even more. Yeah, the connection. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Vander goes to visit Bria, but her room is empty because she has fallen asleep with Ash. And he's like, she's probably with Silas. Oh, little jealousy. Bria wakes up yet again and throws up immediately due oh. to more visions of Nimai. They're not great. Just Loki being tortured. Oh, no. Are, uh, do we know if her dreams are real or like? Nope. Okay. We don't know. Got it. But that is logical, yes. Well, it's like, is this a nightmare or is this Harry Potter where like you're seeing what's actually happening? Right, right, right. So. Please don't choke on that one normally don't right uh quinn and evander run into 
one of the guardians of the woods. So of the galaxy. The prophecy says once the light and dark are reunited, they'll go into the magic woods because it is the magical woods. And so right now there's these four little not little. I don't know why I like to describe things as little. There's these four grizzlies. <laughs> and just make men feel inferior i know just make me feel better about myself um there's these four griffins that uh protect the woods and so like humans it's fable that if you go into the woods you're just gonna die because they're protecting it so what's in these woods why can't i get in them griffins um (laughs) quinn and evander run into one of the guardians and luckily can they talk they don't die no they don't run into them but they see him i'm assuming it's a male um and they they run they see the griffin in the distance and they're like and they sneak away (laughs) And I think the Griffins just want friends. They they have to go report it, and Ev wonders if it will let Bria pass because that'll be the good a good sign that she's fulfilling the prophecy if they let her right. into the magical woods. Yeah, but what if they kill her to do whatever she needs to do? That would suck. Whoops, whoops. Um, Bria tells Ash that the woods are supposed to strengthen her and Nami's power to go destroy the king. And the person who's trying to abuse magic. Mm. So they tell the commander, um, Ev and Quinn tell the commander that the guardian didn't kill them, which is odd because it's a supernatural creature. It's kind of assumed that it would know that they're there. Yeah. After, be. Yeah, after yeah, it was on the hunt. Um, they go to a, a pub and at the pub, these two girls come up to flirt and Quinn's all about it. He's like, let's do it. Get your mind off of Bria. Naturally, Bria walks in right as the one girl is like, Vander, and touches his thigh. She sees it, walks right by to the bar. He goes to tell her that it's nothing, but he sees her face change as she looks around him and in walks Silas. Ah, oh, so much jealousy everywhere. So Ev approaches them. And if you could turn to page 121. Love to. The glance I spare back to Evander proves to tighten my chest further. Twisting my heart as he stares at my hand, the hand that is still wrapped around Silas's, his fingers now intertwined with mine. Okay, that's a lot. Guys, why are we holding hands? I register the heat rising into his face once again, but not from embarrassment this time. This time it's fury that fills him, given away by the tight line of his jaw, the flexing muscles that twitch in his neck. When he lifts those eyes from our hands to me, I want to drop Silas's hand and run to him. Begging for forgiveness. Okay, that's a little dramatic. (laughs) But I hold my ground. I've done nothing wrong, I remind myself. There we go. Uh, He grits his teeth and begins to speak. Quinn. Wait, no. Quinn mentioned you two were connected. He sees the words lashing out at me like a slap. I take a... Nope. Yes. I take a steadying breath and release Silas's hand as I turn my body to fully face Evander. Yes, it's complicated. I start prepared to explain it to him, 
but not here with so many eyes on us, so many ears that might be listening. The others in the camp don't know of my gifts or connection to the prophecy, and having Silas and Evander make a scene right now is not going to help with keeping that secret for long. The harsh scoff that escapes his lips wounds me, digging that hurt deeper. It doesn't look too complicated from here, his lips raise in a sneer as he washes us, a cold look he's never cast at me before this moment. So moody, these men. So part of the bond that Bria and Silas share is that he can now pick up on her emotions because in a sense, he is meant to protect her as he gives her his energy. He can also pick up. So when she walked in the bar, saw Evander, she got distressed. Silas walks in, goes to comfort her because naturally that's what he feels that she's supposed to do. So things get a little tense. Quinn comes and breaks it up. Evander leaves. Uh, But Quinn gets a little distracted by the two girls who are now both feeding their attention on him. And Silas seems a bit interested in Ash. They're chatting. So Bria takes the moment to slip out and go follow Evander. Of course. So she tries to explain the connection with Silas and... Because she's so worked up, she starts to get really warm and she's overheating and her shadows start to escape her. So she's working on raising the dead, but also she can create these like nightmares, these little shadow monsters. So they're starting to escape her. They're starting to leak out because she's so worked up. But I guess bad. So she goes to the window, throws open the window and lets all her nightmares out into the forest. And she's kind of not horrified but she turns around and ev is like he's impressed so they kiss and he brings her to the bed and he slows it down because because he was mad a minute ago um because he's like we have all this time and she's like but she has to die to fulfill the prophecy so that's the thing is that her and her sister are supposed to go to the woods take down the king it's going to kill them in the process oh wow so she knows she's essentially set to die which is why there's no love involved because it's just distraction and unnecessary if you could please turn to page 137 because he's like we're not going to go all the way yet but i can show you some, some other things some of the way half of the way I love that we just did the other book and this is happening kind of here as well. <laughs> you taste even better than I imagined. My body reacts to... <laughs> we did basically we basically <laughs> the same quote. Uh, my body reacts to his words almost as much as his touch. There is no hiding how my body is responding. He can taste the arousal building. And when his fingers drip drift back to me moving one inside and then two i see his eyes flare (laughs) fuck you're so wet just for me he asks a grin creeping into his face as he curls those fingers inside me causing a whimper to escape my lips the ache deepens between my thighs as he moves his tongue alternating between swirling and flicking and sucking all the while those fingers proceed deftly Curling and pushing, causing the burning to build, becoming unbearable and delicious at the same time. I dig my hands into his hair, groaning as I move my hips into him, unabashedly grounding myself on his face. 
as I breathe, ready to beg him to let me come to give me the release I'm chasing. He pauses, but only briefly to speak. Just for me? He repeats, say it, Bria. He commands before sending his tongue straight up the center of me. Just for you. Just for you. I thought it was going to totally mimic the book. <laughs> we just right. And I, I didn't have you read the whole part, but when he's pleasuring her, uh -huh. he's like, say my name. Say my name. Say, say my name. name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. Okay. Just for you. Better. Different than say my name. Evander loves her. He's loved her for a long time. They've Aww. known each other since they were kids. Aww. And they go to sleep, tucked into each other. Uh, and they're sleeping peacefully until she wrenches from the bed, falls on the floor. She's having terrible nightmares again. She's crying. She's like, look, Namai is in the capital. She's in pain. And Bria's like, I need to get to her. And now she finally accepts that they're actually visions and not oh, just like dreams. dreams. So she knows Evander is not going to let her just walk into the capital. That's that's basically death. So she binds Ev in her shadows, ties him oh. up, and is like, I'm sorry, and escapes. Oh, that's not where I thought that was going. So it takes Ev quite a few hours, but he finally gets released because they're, she has a range. They, they won't stay oh. forever. And he immediately goes Head to start. Quinn to explain. He, he goes to Quinn's room. He sees <gasps> the girl tucked up. Stopped on the door. <laughs> and... Quinn's like, all right, I gotta go. So they set out and um Oh, I like that Quinn's down to go on this. I thought he'd be like, stop. Bing. Well, no, because their whole job is to protect Bria. So they need to oh, stop fair. her from getting to the capital. Makes sense. So Quinn catches on that they spent the night together because he was like, Why are you guys together? And Ev tries to defend her, saying, like, look, she's not just a prophecy, she's also a human being, sadly. Anyways, she has needs too. Bria makes it out of the woods, but she realizes that she has to be careful as people in this area are ruthless. So what happens is that we find out that Ev's dad as part of his punishment after the attack on like Bria's family mm -hmm. and the, the attack on magical people in general. Mm -hmm. um, basically, the kingdom was rewarding people for turning in Oh, those with magic yeah. quite heavily um so ev's dad forced ev to travel and help capture magical people um so... and his dad is still alive and still working for the capital so oh, she doesn't want him the part of part of why she made him stay is like she also she knows that he would follow her into anything yeah as he is so did work in the first place but <laughs> she doesn't want him she doesn't want to have to torture him by making Seeing him his... come back and yeah. saying all this stuff. So that comes to a quick halt when she gets shot off her horse by a bow and arrow. Ah! Three men go through all of her things uh -oh. and they decide they're ready to have some fun. But she realizes, obviously, she cannot beat them all. Um, and I so... think this would be the moment where I'd be okay taking some energy from like a cow. She right. She goes down trying until she eventually just passes out from the pain. Um, I think one of them gets her down. I, I don't know if she killed 
two of them, I think at least, or one or two. The other one gets her down. He's like stepping on her wrist and all of her bones are shattering. She passes out from the pain. Ev hears a scream and they go and find her. She did manage to take out two of the three and he kills the third and they bandage her up and they're like, you need to go see a healer immediately. So they have to go through this town, uh, which will obviously be dangerous. There's only two horses because her horse ran off in right. a oh, situation. So she, share. so she shares and she's like, I don't know. I think it'd have been funny if Quinn and Evander share a horse. <laughs> I know that wouldn't be it, but I just like the imagery right. of the men being like, no, no, ma'am. No, no, madam. Um, so she like, just to tease him, like rubs up against him on the horse. And after after no. he starts teasing her back, he's like, no, no, we have to focus. <laughs> so they stop at an inn and they manage to get two rooms, one for Bria and one for Evan Quinn. Right. Ev takes Bria into the room, shuts the door behind him yep. without a question. And he helps her get undressed because she knows she cannot get undressed by right. herself to bathe. Um, but Quinn knocks on the door and interrupts and he's like, I have food. So after oh everybody's clothes on. After after her bath, uh the healer shows up and quietly works on Bria calling her the prophecy and we find out that she's the the lady is magic because uh Bria didn't even tell her where she was injured but she like pointed to her wrist and then wherever I think I don't know if she got shot in the arm or whatever um so the the lady uh because she's magic it helps afford them a little bit of protection because this was a really sketchy situation where like if the healer came in and healed and knows she was magic someone could say something but the lady's magic herself, so it's good collateral that, like, nobody's outing anybody. Yeah. Mom's um, the word. So Quinn has an idea of how this is all going to go down. Ev is to take Bria to the castle, and Ev's like, this is too risky. And Quinn's like, no, no, because you're going to take her to the, rest of my plan. to the castle as your betrothed. <laughs> so they want that anyway, so great. Um... Evander explains that the priestesses at the castle will drain magic users' magic into these little orbs to then possess the magic themselves. And that's, like, the greatest danger of, like, the magic abuse that's going on. So Quinn explains that they'll need to make it look like um, Ev basically seduced her because they were, like, childhood sweethearts. He seduced her and convinced her to come back to the castle because that will be the safest place for them. Right. Do you want some and more? That... No, I think I'm okay. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to refill myself and not offer. Oh, that was very sweet of you to well... refill me as well. So the idea is, yeah, to make her look like this ditzy girl that, you know, realizes she's been born with this gift and she wants to give it to the capital because she doesn't want the responsibility of it. Right. Classic. So. Hails all this time. They go to bed and she doesn't have any nightmares. Mm-hmm. But in the next morning, they start to to tease and touch right as Quinn's like, Good morning. <laughs> Hi, I can hear you. Answer the door, please. <laughs> so while Evander goes to the bathroom to help sort himself out. Things have gotten a little exciting. Uh Quinn mentions how Ev has always loved her. Mm. And um 
Bria is also worried about Silas following because they're so connected and right. she's like I don't want him to come into this as well so he's like don't worry I'll keep an eye out on it that'll be my job while you guys are doing your thing so they set they set out they go through the forest that uh Kiara died in which was one of the older gods when old noir ripped himself into two kiara was the goddess of like light and life and everything got it she got killed i don't know i don't know if she got killed anyways wherever she, the forest that she died he, in she did everything turned gold and it's full of all these beautiful peacocks. oh wait that's oh my god that sounds lovely and so quinn says goodbye to bria he's getting all choked up because they're probably just gonna die Oh Evander gives Bria his mom's ring to make it look real that he had planned to do it under different circumstances unfortunately but here we are but here we be so they walked the guard a guy named Theo who's also an old friend of Ev's Aww. and is, who's super loyal he explains that um Theo explains that Luface got promoted for capturing a sister her Bria's sister oh bother uh and so they get taken into the castle ev introduces his fiance to his dad amon okay it's very game of thrones who sweeps them into a giant welcoming hug my boy very different situations (laughs) there but. He he mentions that uh, her sister is in fact here to kind of test her reaction, and he promises that she can see her tomorrow after some rest. It's been a long journey. She's been mm. well kept. So uh, mm. Ev leaves uh, Bria to rest after the travels because the king wants to catch up with him. Like oh. Amon is like you gotta come with us and Bree's like you're gonna leave me alone he's like it's all good so Ev begins his lying how he wanted to prove how good he was because it does look a little suspicious that after a a while he just up and disappeared and he's like no he was working I wanted to do this I could prove it dad I really am good and um how he snuck into the camp and how in love she is with him they will have to take Namai out of the dungeons to be able to meet Bria and Ev. And so to keep everything under control, they mention that Ev is going to have to sedate Bria Ooh. and feed her feed her some stuff. So Bria, meanwhile, takes a bath uh, until oh, Ev bath. comes back. They're, they're in this opulent suite. It's really great, actually. Um and despite all the sexual tension, she's like, no, no, no. Right now I want answers. Fair. So uh, he says that Amon did, in fact, buy the story that, um, and that they told Ev that he has to drug her quickly. So they, they, they'll rest. Are we going to pretend drug her? Yep, for sure. Is it going to work out well? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Pretend drugging never works well. Because well, because then they say something or they do something and then yeah. you're like, what? so then everyone's like, she's not drugged. Fake. Um, so they just rest for the night. Uh, she dreams of Namai telling her to run. 
Oh, well, that probably took that. So she wakes up and is expected to dress like a lady. No more of her casual clothes. She has no. to dress no up. No yoga pants. So Ev helps because she's not as accustomed to kind of the royal life anymore. Uh, uh, he helps pick out a more wholesome dress oh. to help convey the message and convince everyone that she's she's good. She's a lady. Luthace uh, tries to take Bria to breakfast, but Ev manages to intercept and she would be seen as rude if she like turned him down. But it's like, I got it. This is my lady. She makes herself kind of this meek, mild, subservient Gal. lady. And she greets his father. And there's also a priest at breakfast. Uh, because Evander came back, they, the priest tells him that he is to partake in the rite again, where priests are essentially allowed to use magic as they see fit to test the person that they are ultimately committed to. Oh, part of the backstory. So the king, I didn't write this down, so I might get this a little wrong. Exciting. <laughs> Exciting. The best part. So in order to combat what what happened from the magic users, the king invents this false god and oh, is good. like, this is the real one. And he's testing, not testing everybody, but like there's this whole backstory. So basically they're using the magic that they've stolen oh. as fate from this new god right. of like to see if you're fit and you're doing everything to, to like worship him to in his name i feel like in the beginning is bleeding into this very slightly in the wording but not the what happened uh, got it not the execution so oh, luthace so takes bria for a walk and again she kind of can't decline it as avon is talking to ev she plays the part, but she starts to lose her cool, accidentally burning him. He, like, grabs her wrist or something, oh, and she, I don't know if she has a bracelet that's, like, so hot. Until Ev steps in, he's like, girly, it's time for your dress fitting. We got a wedding to plan. And um, that's where he's supposed to drug her before dinner, mm. but he dumps it down the drain, but she still has to be convincing. How you can make, how you can convincingly be drugged, I don't, just yeah. not, not on board with this plan. <laughs> right. So, before all that, they go to the temple, and the, the father is disgusting. By father, I mean priest, but they call him father. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's that thing. So, I, I forget, eventually I write down his, oh, Father Mallory. So Father Mallory is discussing that old creep. He asks Bria to join him as Ev goes through the right and he passes out, cracks his head on the marble floor. And the father is like, no, no, this is all good. But the plan is, just so you know, Bria dear, the, the, the plan is to have her and her sister breed all of these babies and for the children to like use all the power like they're basically breeding little warriors with all this power oh. so they get that vander is okay as he is his head hurts a little bit of a headache 
they go back because it's time for dinner. Uh, intentionally, they've been dressed in dark outfits to represent the dark side of Vower. V-A-O-H-R is the fake god. So to represent the dark side of his power. She shoots some whiskey to try to um, calm the nerves and start acting under the influence. And he kneels down in front of her to equip her with a a thigh sheath. Sure. And out they go. So she is sat in between Ev and Father Mallory at the table. Mm. Luthais brings in Namai, and as as the door opens and Namai enters, everyone's head snaps to her. Brina grabs the goblet of wine, chugs it all down, puts it back down because again she has to be drugged. Yeah, and Namai is. Uh, very obviously drugged she's just out of it she can still move but just very very out of it doesn't say anything and uh she is dressed in very bright clothes lightness and uh she's also matching the king oh so uh, bria starts seeing all that she's uncomfy she starts overheating ev knows he needs to cool her down if you could turn a page 273. He pours water on her ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? 233? 273. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. That's what I said. No doubt. Evander's hand seeks my leg once again, grazing his fingers along where the slit is open so they can rest against my skin. Then Eamon speaks. Your Majesty, may I present to you Lady Namai and Lady Bria, both daughters of the late Lord the words pierced my skin like daggers how dare he utter a single word about my father Aemon may not have killed him with his own hands but it was his orders that the estate was attacked and he was backed by the man sitting to my right and the king himself i dipped my head as i answered the introduction your majesty and hear my sister do the same our voices collide across the space between us the curve of my nails sink deeper, biting into my skin. I'm certain there will be jagged half-moons on my palms if I release them, but it's pulling my focus. Ev's hand moves, tracing the inside of my thigh with his fingers and creeping up toward the hem. A different kind of fire creeps along with his fingers and settles between my legs. My core aches, wanting him to keep moving his hand upward, and at the same time being extremely aware, we are not in private. You sure aren't. You're gonna get that father all hot and bothered. Not by a long shot. And where his where his hand is. Where? What? <laughs> that <Where>? is nothing. <laughs> I swear to God, anything can come back to Harry Potter. Oh, always. This is not something you do in public, especially not in the presence of the king and the high priest. But even with that knowledge, my body is still reacting, dampening. I don't like it. Beneath his touch. My eyes dart to him, but his are on the king, and he ignores my glances, skimming down the edge of the slit and back up again. I'm well aware of what he is doing, providing a distraction, quieting the roaring. And if I had just went with it, no one would have known I read it wrong. But then I stutter, 
quieting the roaring fire inside, and he knows it. I leave his hand there, letting it roam around the edges of my gown, feeling it slide a bit further each time it passes the hem, sending a jolt through my body with every stroke. My hands unclenched, though, and the prickling in my fingertips recedes as I relax under his touch. I mean, that's a distraction. The father definitely notices, and her first thought is, oh my god, move his hand, and then she just, like, nope, looks right at the father. <laughs> like, this is what's happening. Oh, no. So, uh, the king states that they should be married as soon as possible to start producing offspring for the priest to the priests to raise, mm. similar as Father Mallory said. Love that. Namai is getting worse and worse until she finally passes out face first into her food. Luthace oh, no. jumps up, takes her out. And Ev Too also much drugs. <laughs> Ev also takes Bria. And she like stumbles a bit, but they definitely noticed that she was not sedated enough. Oh. Because she's fallen to her food. Oh. <laughs> Ev runs. I know. It's like, I would not have been, like a game of copycat. She <laughs> passes out. Are you like pour the wine down your like, <laughs> yeah. face you're like yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and uh that should have been so funny <laughs> like and if there was ever a time to fuck with the priest guy next to you yeah that's uh, <laughs> smack in the face so thought that was a bug ev runs into luthace in the hall after luthace puts uh namai down who luthace just looks exhausted and they both have a moment where they comment on being powerless interesting bria is overheating with the shadows and the metal necklace is like literally burning her skin because she's heating it up so much that ev rips off all her clothes and she realizes that he cools her off so they go at it and it's great so he warns her that the next day the priestess is gonna suck all her magic into an orb yum by the way (laughs) i hope you liked having magic after their morning round of sex, she goes and talks to Namai, who says that Luthace actually saved her. Aww. They catch up for hours and hours until Ev says that it's time to go to the priestess. And she's uh, like, what's the plan to not give up your magic? The The plan was that they were going to go in, grab Namai, run out. Yeah. And that, because like she can, part of her shadow magic is she can help like fade into the shadows. So we haven't really done that plan, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. And they're running okay. out of, they're running time. out of time. Right. Okay. So. Um, Making sure I wasn't missing something. So because she's catching up with her sister and then she has to go see the priestess, she's like, shit, there goes all my time. Yeah. And. Ev lead, Ev's dad, Amon, leads them down to the dungeons, smelling of rotting flesh. Oh, I think I'm going to say a rum. Rum in the dungeons. <laughs> I was excited for that for some reason. Ev starts to get nervous as they're led into a cell with a priestess, turns around, bum, 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 it's his... Hurts her father. His mother oh i know you said his but i was like who do we care about his <laughs> okay and she's like look the dose of belladonna that 
that should have been given to Bria was supposed to be lethal. Oh. I did wonder if they'd know that because they gave him something specific and she should act a certain way or like something they, certain should have Yeah, happened. so they didn't they did comment that they didn't know how much they should give her, but knowing how powerful she is, they would play it on the safe side. And she was like, Yeah, that that would have been a lethal dose. Um So it's a Vander's mom. A Vander's mom. I guess we thought she was dead. No, it comes as a pretty big blow because he didn't admit that it was his mom. I don't know if he just never talked about his mom or he, like, he knew that she was a priestess. I don't know if he knew that that was the priestess they were going to see, I think. So uh, she's like, that dose should have been lethal. We're not going to take any chances. And as she shoots out her stolen magic, Evander jumps in front of Bria and he crumples to the ground. Bria goes on the offensive and raises one of the dead that's in the cell. It's just like a pile of bones to go and kill Amon. She managed to get a sneak attack, kill him. And then Evander wakes up. Kill people. Like, do they use their own bones as a weapon or can they pick up a sword or like how are bones killing people? Yeah, I think he picks up a sword. Okay. If not, I think they just have the strength to be able to kill. They're like little, little warrior guys. Love it. Um, Evander wakes up and Bria pauses because her next step is to what? Kill his, his mom, mom, who's yeah. named Olafina. Sure. So Olafina explains that, hang on, pause, time out. Okay. She was under warranty. No, that's part of my story. You're like, okay. <laughs> she says, pause. Oh, oh, yeah. She tells to, to. I thought you were like backstory moment about <laughs> Orafina that you didn't know until just now. No, no, no. Okay. She's like, I was under oath that I she couldn't harm Amon. Oh. So she provoked Bria enough to, to get, get Bria, Bria to, to kill, kill him. him. Okay, mom's good. And then she ushers them to go and grab Namai and escape to the woods. Oh, mom's gonna so get go tortured, mom. but she's got power, so maybe she. So. They run. Luthace is outside Namai's door. Bria traps him in this cage of shadows, but as Ev goes and grabs Namai, Bria screams, blood's pouring out of her stomach. I'm sorry, what? She gets stabbed. Okay. By another guard. It's not Luthace, I don't think. That was unexpected. Yeah, it all happens very quickly. Uh, True. So they run out of the castle and she's dying i was like no 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 we gotta get this we get back to to quinn bria literally dies in ev's arms boom this is the last chapter <laughs> she dies in dies. his arms <laughs> and namai explodes in light and bria comes back to her body there we go she's back to life but now they must go to the guardians of the forest of the and galaxy. that is where book one ends I will say this book took me a hot minute to get into. The beginning is a bit slow, but once they were on their way to the castle, I was in it to win it. It was intense, man. Well, I was in my brain. I was rationalizing for Evander's mom. I'm like, well, if it's your husband, like you know, you're fighting for the you fight like you're you're doing the fight you think is right, even right, though right, like right. it might not be the right fight, but like you've been convinced it's the right fight. Love that she was good. Wait, I guess she should stop talking. Um, 
intense. Liked it a lot. Yeah. I like these also like shadow monsters. She's yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I'm I'm excited. Well, because she was very much exploring her own power. So, I mean, my logical thought is they find a way around the prophecy. For it sure. would suck if those series ends and sh- they just die. And go. I would applaud them. It Allie though, if like that is what happens, because I forget what movie or TV show I was watching. We're like you're waiting for the the thing to undo and it oh, doesn't because like not, not yeah, it doesn't like give nobody it to you. nobody. I feel like now that would live. that would pack a punch because it's yeah we're at the point where we're like okay they die yeah they die I don't believe it <laughs> oh man yeah but then like actually let it happen though exactly. I'm sure I'd like to think there's some magical loophole that we find but intrigued right. super right. intrigued right. for sure um, can't believe um. Silas didn't make his way. Yeah. Over, yeah. Which would I agree. Have probably only been problematic because I would have been annoyed with him. But I think for me, like the pacing, the way I told it, like your she... three quotes to my 75 quotes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she. Let's see. Ooh, whoa. The quote at the top, yeah. incredible. Love can withstand time, but can it withstand fate? Ooh, 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 Oh, that gets you. Man. Um, they don't head to the. Let's see, where is it? They walk in the castle on chapter forty-five, and then the book ends on chapter sixty-five. So, the last twenty-five is when it all are gets, at the castle. It's wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see her writing journey one because I really like the concept of the story. Yeah. Um, I just think the pacing at the beginning was a bit slow, where there was like a bit of fluff. Where I'm like, why am I reading this right now? Context. No, I don't know. I wasn't reading it. I don't know. I think it was just vague enough where I was getting details where I was like, I don't know that I really needed this. Considering they were all pretty much the same place and it was just like revolving to different discussions that they're having rather than like actions but her training was pretty cool I will say so um yeah I think those are my thoughts overall it it picked up and I got really excited to see what was happening the spice I think was very well done the the tension between them when he was like I just really wanted to pull her hair I was like yep I'm sold check 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 yeah love it the next one is called Dusk and Ember. She had a list somewhere. I believe you. Ooh, okay. Ah. <laughs> I found it. Uh, if you go on author Ally Maddox, this is the the what's saying touch yourself. That's the that's the it's a thumb in, in her mouth if you couldn't tell i realized when i showed it to the camera it looked a little off she said a journey through dusk and ember what to expect with bria and evander badass female main character cinnamon roll male main character she's the badass he's the cinnamon roll i'm What's guessing he's like being sweet oh i was like he's fat <laughs> comforted <laughs> Covered in icing. <laughs> Don't. No, I'm a real literal girl. I like my men like I like my cinnamon rolls. Covered in icing. I mean, they're worse things. 
I don't think they're supposed to be the ones covered in icing. Take your power back. Cover them in icing. <laughs> um, okay, anyways. Multiple POV, trauma and mental health rep, established relationship, soulmates, touch her and die. Oh. She saves him. And apparently there is a tub scene that I cannot wait for. Yeah. Incredible. And she said, oh, coming to an Amazon cart near you by the end of the week. And that was four days ago. So, so I told you it wasn't out yet. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's going to be out in like four hours. Well, right is right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get back for that logic. Yes, correct. <laughs> right is right. <laughs> Pause. Do you have this like Pepto Bismol at the bottom of your uh, cup? No, because I had added a little bit more, so it might be oh, at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, but if I you bet let it, it just go, it's just kind of like this pinky. A little unappealing. <gasps> Don't drop it on your. I would. I, I know, but I saw it start to to roll, and <laughs> I would. I got exactly so scared. What I, I got so scared. Um, yes, as we said, Ali Maddox is going to be joining us for the next episode. I guess, does it make sense? Do you have any thoughts you want to add about it before? Because I figured next one, it won't be our typical review. True, it'll be more like asking her questions. No, it's fun. I mean, obviously for me, I I didn't notice the pacing because you were like, bam, bam, bam. But I I like that he, well, I feel bad for him that he was like turning in magic folks. And now he's like fighting for the magic folks. But I am. So, I don't know how that journey change transpired, but like proud of him that he like was able to change sides. Love yeah. that they've got this cute love from a hundred years ago, and love that they are able to save the sister. And mom was good. That was a nice surprise. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um. Excited to see where this goes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have a week and oh no, it'll be way too late. Never mind. I was gonna be like, send us your questions, but it'll already be recorded and you can't send us questions. True, exactly. We'll we'll probably put it on our Instagram, which is why you should be part of our Instagram of like what questions do you have for both of our authors? We're we're interviewing two authors next week. Guys, we've made it. Um yeah, so besides this, we are also covering in the beginning by uh nick gerard and we also speak with him next week because uh, we're taking care of all of our episodes early November before the holidays to beat the the seasons <sighs> and then we'd finish this year wow wow, wow. that's from something and i'll never remember what it's just owen wilson oh you know what it is him yeah i remember <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember. Thanks for joining us on that roller coaster. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review and let us know what book suggestions you have. We would love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. So you can email us at bookandbottlepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at bookandbottlepodcast where you can see what episodes are coming out next, vote on books for us to read, see some behind the scenes content, yeah, and just some new fun content because we're trying to get silly with it. Get silly with it. I was about to sing that. I should have gone with it. Um, 
and yeah, we genuinely would love to to hear from you and or like your thoughts on books we've read and like if we got a take wrong or yeah, start a conversation. Yeah, just anything. We're social butterflies. Heck yeah. You'd be like, hey gals, what's the weather like over there? You're like, hot. Thanks for asking. Florida hot. But so, getting cooler. So I'll take it. It was cool last week and then now we're warming I up know. again. And I'm like, uh the high on Saturday is 89. I saw it's that. So it's so disrespectful. We're Renaissance faring on Saturday. We are. It's Ren season, bitches. So all the more reason, follow us on Instagram. True. We do need to be slightly better at posting just extra, extra stuff we're doing. like what we're doing in the yeah, meantime. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So we're more so we're more relatable. Just throwing books on the ground. We'll put that there. So, until next time, books, books down, down and bottles, bottles up.